A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most well-read podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Dimarellis. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show we have TV personality and self-proclaimed D-grade celebrity, Evie Jones. How are you doing, Evie? Yay! D-grade, maybe E-grade. Sometimes I can slip up to a C. I'm good. 2019 seems to have been a pretty much. I think it might be. I don't think it might be touching on the C status. Potentially. Yeah, see, I was definitely starting to get to go somewhere, and then 2020 happened. So 2021 <laughs> is my year. I think I might get up to yeah. a C minus. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about how. Yeah, that would be frustrating because uh, you would have gone from because things were going very much on a good trajectory, yeah, and then just just shattered. Just, Although, you know, I look at people that did 2020, the beginning of 2020, the same things that I did, like go on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And I came off, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here and Gogglebox and my trajectory just kept climbing and climbing. These poor people mm. went on the 2020 season and uh, yeah. nothing. Like it just That's nothing. it and it's finished. Yeah. yeah so they can't I, even leverage it. I think I had at least, I'm lucky I got a year, you know, nearly a year yeah, out of yeah. it. They got nothing. That's true. Nice to know some people are worse off than you. <laughs> That's like the Indian um, philosophy. Apparently, when you there was an Indian man that said to me, "The way why the, do you know why Indian people are so happy all the time?" And I said, "No." He said, "Because our philosophy is there's always someone less off than you. You're always better." And I was like, "What about if you're at the absolute bottom, like um, a homeless person in the street?" He said, "Well, there's always cockroaches." And I was like, wow, that's a good way of looking at life. <laughs> to, to be happy, there's always someone worse off than you. But also, does he mean like cockroaches as an animal of suffering yeah. worse? Or does he mean you could just be infested with cockroaches with co- as well as homeless? <laughs> well, now I'm questioning it. Because like cockroaches love in life. <laughs> I thought he meant, you know, <laughs> cockroaches, I thought he meant there's always fleas and cockroaches. You know, they are the, they, yeah, but they have a great time. loving life. <laughs> Yeah, what do you they're mean? on hosts They're, of bodies and yeah. they're seeing things and 
Exactly. That's like, what they're, they're just eating, kicking back, not having anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing. Talk about living yeah. in a moment. Pure. Yeah. It's Buddhist. It's Zen like. I always say that about God, chickens. Chickens. Yeah. My parents used to have chickens and I would just stare at them all day because there's something so calming about looking at a chicken because you're like, this chick does not know what is going on no. in any second. It's just purely in the moment. It is, that's it's weirdly so, calming. It's that's therapeutic. That's so true. And you know what? Yeah. I really want to get chickens. This is a poignant moment for me because I, as you'll find out with the book that I've, that is my favorite book of all time. It is all about omens and, you know, waiting for signs and things. And I was really wanted to get chickens. And now you've just given me. You've been thinking about getting them. I think chickens are beautiful. I'd love to have a cow, but I can't because cows are my favorite animal, but I can't have a cow. So it's true. Yeah, in a city, Melbourne might not work for a cow. So yes, get some chickens. It's great. But uh, yeah. yes, in terms of your in terms of your Indian uh, phrase, I don't know. I don't know about it. I'm questioning it now too. <laughs> yeah, and so, but like, it is true. And like, to be fair, there is there'll be one person Always. who's just has it the worst off out of everyone. So really, this applies to literally. 7.98 billion people, whatever it is now. There's just one dude somewhere who, yeah, yeah. Everyone can look at him and be like, yeah. Well, what does he do? Well, at least not him. What does he do, though? Well, he, he, could, he can take solace. In fact, you know who's worse off? The second worst off person. Because <laughs> can, the worst, worst off person, like make- there is, uh, you, you get to be the ultimate victim in sense. Like I'm not yeah. saying that's a win, but you get to at least have that. So the second worst person. Or you can say, person, I am something that no one else is. I'm the worst yeah, off yeah, person yeah. in the world and you can't exactly. beat me. So he's a winner at the end of the day. Yeah, it's weird how, like, I remember hearing this thing and my friend was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But for me, I, th- I don't know why, but it felt weirdly special in a weird way. <laughs> the fact that everyone on the planet, there was one split second when you were born where you were officially the youngest person on the planet. Oh, my God. One split second. Yeah, even less than yeah. a second. Maybe less than a second. But there was a moment when you were born that you were – the youngest person in the human race. Wow. For even if it was just one second. Yeah, that's incredible. It's kind of cool. Yes. Isn't it? I don't know. Yes. My friend was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, because it actually like, oh, yeah. exists. You won't ever meet anyone in the moment of, but it actually exists. Yes. Yeah. And you can't. It's a real thing, yeah. You can't deny it. Yeah, you can't. It's just a, that's why it's like so logical that it's like nothing. But I don't know. There's something weirdly. Yeah. Cool about it. Interesting. Not, I don't know. I don't know. Cool and yeah. interesting. I'm just a romantic. I'm just a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, but uh, but to give – and yes, so for people listening, I'll give some background on you. You can cut in and let me know if I'm uh, getting anything wrong. wrong here. But essentially, you seem to have sprung to prominence with Gogglebox, yeah. which is from 2015 to 2018, yeah. uh, which people don't know is basically you sitting on a couch with a friend watching TV and commenting on it. Drinking wine with and- our dogs, yes. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's – and the wine stuff as well, which probably leads to some comments they have to edit out of the show as well. It did all the time. All the time. There were were episodes we didn't remember recording. We'd get so Oh, my God. That just sounds dangerous. They would buy us wine because they knew they'd get better stuff out of us if we were drunk. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. As long as you don't slur or swear too much. Well, that's why I got to the point where we could tell. We'd be watching something and we'd be like, oh, you are off your face there. Like, you know, it, it, we sound like we know, <laughs> you know, we're kind of like yeah, yeah. just a bit loose. But there was be something they'd be like, are you shiver, shiver. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> but the other person had oh, said that- something quite legible, so that had to get kept in. 
we'd be like, oh, God, thank God no one notices these things. You I absolutely was, nailed I actually that. went out on a um, a night just with a girlfriend. We went and watched a band and then we ended up after the band, like we walked outside and this guy, these two guys said, oh, we're heading on to another bar. Do you want to join, like get, jump in a cab? And we're like, yeah, why not? So we went, <laughs> we hung out with these guys all night long. And then at the end of the night, about three in the morning, I was getting in another cab. We were all getting in different cabs. And this guy said, it was so nice to meet you. I just wanted to let you know that I'm one of the editors on Cocklebox. And I went, oh, that's, I was like, oh, my God. And then it, it just sunk in. It hit me, all the shit that he must hear and see that he has to get rid of. And I looked at him and he's looked at me as I clocked it. He could see it and he goes, mm-hmm, that's why I didn't tell you earlier. He goes, you're so inappropriate. Oh, no. I was like, okay, I've got to go, bye. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's for network TV. There's a lot of comments you say to a friend, which is a joke, which would be taken very badly if presented on yes. TV. In that, just the purest form. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, all of those kind of shows, you can see how, I mean, after you've done those kind of shows, just how they have painted someone to be the villain. And it's often people saying, oh, but look, if you say it, you've got to own it. It's like we all say it. It's just whether they show yeah. it or not because hmm. we all say shit, really inappropriate stuff. And if they want to make yeah. you look bad, they can do it. And if they want to make you look like a hero, they they can. They can just make you um, be seen saying the good stuff. So. Hmm. And that's, it's, it's true. And like even that's, it can even just show you reacting to something and that can be enough to frame you badly or good. Absolutely. Like the thing. They were if so- there's some horrific documentary and then you're laughing yeah. at your friend immediately. Totally. Like- and they do these yeah. snatch and grabs. Have you heard of those? Like a Franken, they call them Franken, um, Franken grabs, I think they call them. They're, they're two okay. different yeah, terms like Fra- but yeah, yeah. for the same thing, which is if you don't see someone saying it, they have put your words and they've made a sentence out of it and they've put it over the top of some footage vision of you. Um, it could be the back right. of your head shaking your head and, and your, you know, audio. <laughs> if you listen really closely, yeah. it sounds a little bit automated because they've mm. put all your words together, like from all different recordings. Oh, well, they've different- actually created a sentence. Yes, it's called a no. Franken grab. Yeah, and and the well, produ- they'll actually make you say something which is not you didn't actually it happens say. Happens all the time, especially on shows like Maths and um, Bachelor in Paradise and The Bachelors. Like there are so many Franken grabs that what? they yeah, it's it's quite amazing that if you go back and actually listen, you can see exactly where it happens. So the director will call the editor and say, "I need you to get George saying." I just don't like fat girls. And they will find you saying those five <laughs> words at some point and they will pop them together and they can change the intonation of it. They can do anything they want. What? And all they have oh, to so do you- is show oh. you shaking your head or going, making a face <laughs> and then turning away and they'll put your – it's incredible when you know. And I didn't oh believe it. Oh, my God. I thought that I- was like a- – I didn't believe it until I met someone, like producers, that said, oh, yeah, we do that all the time. 
Just because I'm sure I'm just like, I don't like yeah, well, fat that, girls. Like as in, but it's that's it. But they make listen, it smooth. If you listen really closely, you can hear the automation of it. I don't like fat girls, but they'll make it really smooth and they'll change. And the- I'm sitting there laughing, <laughs> <laughs> my moustache. Or you're oh really my god! Hot I'd be hated got, by all of Australia. And you're air into your cheeks. It looks like you're making a fat face or something. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> oh what my they can, god! What they can do to be to be fair, they are they they're artists. They're very good at what they do. Very very good. But like, I just would think that was a, that'd be illegal because that's like. You didn't say it's that. No, you know there's I mean? like no that? regulations. That's the one thing that I um, am very passionate about with reality TV is how there's just it's such a new genre. There's no unions or regulations for it. So n- there is no protection for these people. Um, in the UK, <sighs> they're bringing in regulations because there's been suicides from yeah. these kind of things. So, But, uh, you know, Australia is very, very far behind in so many kind of things like that. So it's going to take us quite a while. Um, when you say to someone, I wouldn't go on reality TV if you have any kind of um, insecurities because it's going to fuck you up pretty badly, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can guarantee people will just go, oh, no, that won't happen to me. I just like – You've because you've blown my mind. Like, you know, I, I, I'm willing to accept them framing things badly. I'm willing to even accept them going to the length of uh, taking something you're saying and putting it in a different context, like as in a, as a voiceover for something else, because that's all wrong. Yeah. But to change the actual words means they're just doing whatever they want. Like, as in you can't, it's creating. You're they screwed. Like, it's called softly scripting. Oh, well, softly scripting is when the producer is doing, you know, you're doing the, the interviews, the IVs, the Voxies. So they, yeah. the, the producer's like, you know, so you really, you really are like an overseas model. So you'd call yourself an international model and they'd be like, no, I'm not an international model. And <laughs> change that. That's the whole softly scripted kind of thing. But now with the frame yeah. and grabs, that, I mean, not now. They've been doing that ever since. They could this like is, we just we've never had anyone talking about it. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, this is, yay! This is I've terrifying. shocked someone for today. It's it is quite terrifying just how good they can be at um, making their own narrative. There's a lot mm. of reality people coming out now. I've I'm really interested in this kind of thing. So I watch uh, YouTube videos from contestants from X Factors and America, uh, UK Idol and, you know, UK Big Brother and th- shows like that where they're defending themselves. They're actually using footage and saying, okay, over the top saying this is what's happened here. This is where what the actual conversation was. And so it's fascinating to me whether you want oh, right. the- to believe it or not, there's some people that just be like, no, no, you said it. I heard your voice say it, so you're an asshole. And yeah. but me personally, I'm like, no, I know exactly what they're doing, and it's really fascinating to watch some people now coming out and saying that happened to me, and this is how it happened. And yeah, you know, I mean, that's actually like good on them for putting in the effort to absolutely correct the record. I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, what else that's, have they got to do? They've been absolutely bollocked by the public, and you know, hated sent death threats and things like that because people think that they're really evil, and yeah. you're like, you got to do what you got to do. If you care. Yeah, that's, so that was Gogglebox, which yep. okay, and we'll probably touch on it again, I'm sure. But uh, after that, uh, basically, you had the like a kind of 
Yes, like you said, 2019 was a very good year for you. When I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. As one of these uh, D-list celebrities that yeah. you get to make fun of and you would have made fun of for a few years before it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then after that, you were on a bunch of like yeah. shows as kind of like personality coming on and just just having a bit of fun. Yeah, people like to hear and watch me be silly. So it was good. I was like, I'll do anything. Great. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> you don't sound that enthused there. To be honest, <laughs> no, it was good. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Awesome. I'm really up for it. <laughs> I just found it. I've always found it quite weird that people get so into what I think and say about things, and mm. that's that's where that kind of was like. Isn't that weird that people are happy to just? I mean, I guess it's like any entertainment. You know, you would question that. I think that um, you know, stand-up comedians are so renownedly known for having depression and that kind of thing, insecurities. And, you know, I think that's where that comes from. They're like, they question that insecurity in them would be like, really, people really find me funny? Even though they know they are, they (laughs) question it. And, oh, am I going to keep being funny? Is it going to go away? Mm. That kind of thing. I can see where that would come from because you do question, why are you listening to me? Yeah, no, that's very true. So did you have like, well, but, I mean, so you, when you were younger, did you find like you were usually the more chatty one? People would love hanging out and hearing all that stuff. So it wasn't a complete surprise to be like, oh, no. it turns out. It was, it really know. was a matter of time. It, and I knew it. My mother always <laughs> said, it'll happen. It's going to happen. You're just going to become famous for being yourself. And it was really weird because I did drama school and I was a professional singer for quite a while. And I was always so semi-successful, like really not, unless, you know, in my singing, I would incorporate a lot of talking. Um, Mm. The voice was like, "Eh, whatever. And the acting, I was always um, stereotyped in being sent to auditions and things, you know, or you have to be that fat, funny girl or, you know, you have to be the the one who's going to be bullied and things like that, which really pissed me off. And my ego would be like, no, I want to be the hot main girl. Like, why am I, why am I being sent for these kind of roles? So it wasn't until I got Gogglebox that um, I finally became successful and it was simply because I was just being myself. And that turned out to be the most um, popular thing that I've done, (laughs) you know, that people seem to resonate with. And then I had to reconcile that with myself because it's like, oh, I've just spent 20 years trying to be someone else and not making it. Um, Now I'm, I'm just finally kind of giving that away and giving it up when you get to that point where you're like, oh, let it go. Then you know this, and I also worked in TV. I was a public uh, worked on Switchboard at Channel Seven, and then went into publicity. Um, so I worked behind the scenes for years in TV, and I would often get asked, you know, would you audition for this, or would you, you know, apply for that, that kind of thing? And I would just say, no, 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 no. I know enough about reality TV to not never go on Big Brother or ever go on, you know. I just was so convinced I would get the bad edit, knowing that the bad edit existed, that I would say no. And then when Gogglebox came along, it was a friend who works in TV who was working for Endemol at the time, and he said, listen, I know you say no all the time to these kind of things, but this show I think is something that is going to be okay. It's not reality. It's observational documentary. They really are going to be fly on the wall. They will edit it, but only edit out. They won't be, you know, 
having any kind of um, a narrative. So I was like, eh. I looked at it. I looked at the UK one and I said to the um, the casting director, is it, are you guys modelling it on the UK one? Because I really like the look of that. And she said, it, we're doing that exact one, like the exact one with Australians. So I was like, you know what, that does look kind of good because you're just going to show what, what our opinions are. And if I honestly thought this, it's going to last a couple of episodes. Like no one will, will watch it and it will just be something fun to have in the back cat, you know, show the the grandkids or something. Oh, look what your nan did, you know, for two yeah. days once. Not ever She was a star that. once, kids. <laughs> she, she had five minutes but never knew that it was going to blow up the way it did. Like and it's still, it's. I think it's in its 12th, 13th season now. I left after season eight and it's going game. Oh, we for that like, many yeah, we did four years. We did um, so two seasons a year. So oh, okay, right, okay, yeah, right, right, eight seasons, enough. four years. That's so. It was that's going to be the easiest. Like you literally just sit easy. there and watch TV, drink wine with a friend, and just talk nonsense yep. about what's the going on. Only bad thing about it was that they would send us the the footage that they wanted us to watch. So if you really mm-hmm. liked something, you didn't get your entire episode, and you'd get really frustrated. You'd be like, wait. What happened to Harold? Why didn't they show us any of Harold? <laughs> you know, and you're ruined so it, it, for when you watch it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would just be like a five-minute clip that they want you to talk Sometimes. about. Or ten minutes or something. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, because you, you've got to have a week's worth. But are you meant to comment? Yeah, yeah. It's just weird because it's like you you wouldn't even have the context for what you're looking at. It was funny because Angie was always very honest in her opinions about things. I was a bit more savvy with what they wanted um, mm. And she'd be, she would be watching it, going, "Oh, this is shit! I don't understand any of this. This is all out of. I don't. Under, this is out of sequence, and nah, there's just not <laughs> enough." And I'm like, "You can't say that because they're not going to use it." She goes, "I don't care." Yeah. So it, yeah, it no, was- well, yeah. But I guess it makes sense from their point of view, actually, when you think about it, because everyone watching the show is seeing it like you are, where they're not getting any context, so they yeah. kind of need to make it so you're only commenting on, like, with you're not applying any previous knowledge that actually does make sense i guess in that sense let's 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 keep going with this so we've done up to there so you've done you did i'm a celebrity get me out of here which is another reality thing you don't know one of these shows and stuff um look let's go to the book and then we'll just jump okay. back around because it's it's interesting even how you talk about how you were doing it for 20 years before you even um like got this but i'm sure that'll be let, let's start so your okay. book of choice for today which is again these are all the title everyone knows it's coming but your book of choice is the alchemist by paolo coelho nice which is a uh, it's a big one. It's it is. A, I, it, have you read yeah. it? Of course, yeah. Of course. I, I mean, I probably shouldn't say it like that, but it is pretty. Like, it's very short, it's and it was given. very popular. Yeah, it's a short yeah. book, and and that's why I like being able to reread it so often. <laughs> you know, as we go through life now, our attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter. So it's one book that can still, you know, hold its ground because it's so short. You can just still read it in in a week because so many books just don't get, you know, they just don't get what they're supposed to get anymore because, you know, people are just so used to hearing sound bites or getting their YouTube video clips that don't go any more than two minutes and that's, they're just training their their brain. My I always say to people all the time on my um, Instagram, make sure you read, keep reading. It it, mm. it really will stave off, I think, dementia and Alzheimer's. But it's 
it, it just helps you with conversation because you can carry on a conversation for a lot longer when you read books. I think because you you are used to going back to something and having to remember what you've read and then, you know, carrying on the rest of the book. And you, it's incredible. That's an amazing theory. I don't know if I agree with that, but I love it. <laughs> I, I know people that used to read, don't read anymore because they just go, oh, I just don't have the time. It's like bullshit. No one doesn't have the time to read. But they will. they do have the time to read you know, Instagram posts or, in, you know, memes or something like that. Um, and their attention span in conversations are really short, very different to how they once were, I found. Really? Yeah, this is my own personal experiment. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my my – Look, this doesn't sound like a very official experiment. I got to be honest. It's, it's not very personal. It's not double blind or anything like that. Yeah. Um, there's no placebo. No control. There's no. There's no, there's no population no, size at all. It's I'm, an I'm not even one. sure how big the group study is. It sometimes it, it gets it's, big. It's just you. It's me. I'm just. It's your opinion. It's just. At the end of the day, it's just an opinion. Yeah, maybe you maybe you've got the short attention span and you're like, what are you guys talking about? All right. You know, God. I do find that my attention span gets worse when I don't read. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, I cup of the knife edge you're balancing on. If I read a, a, a chapter every night of a book, a chapter or two, um, then my attention like I just seem it's almost meditative. Like, you know, you have the focus, a better focus. Whereas if I don't, I get a bit scrambled and, you know. Hmm. So it is just me. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I, it's true. Again, uh, I'm going to overanalyze it probably to death and ruin anything. But uh, I'd almost say the one thing that you could say about something like that, though, is that if you're reading a chapter or two a night, that probably means you're just on top of things in general. So that's kind yeah. of part of it, you know, like cause it just means you're probably going to bed and you're not getting drunk. You've probably got a bit of regularity in your life. So you're just generally more stable. So yeah. correlation versus – But you know, which that's came kind of first, my... George, the chicken or the egg? One... Uh, don't you know they've answered that? Yeah, have they? Who? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's it's the egg came first because uh, evolution is two oh, yeah. almost yeah. chickens had an egg and then that was the first chicken. True. Yeah, yeah. So. True. Yeah, sorry to ruin that as well. No, That's kind didn't. of what I do on uh, here. <laughs> Just, sure. Actually, no, they've answered that. That's not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> actually, speaking of chickens, while we're on the chicken-themed episode, it turns out, but uh, have you heard the joke? Have you ever thought about this? Um, you know the old, old joke, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Mm. To get to the other to side. To get to the other side. Do you, do you get that joke? Because it turns out the other side is death. <gasps> oh, so it gets hit, hit by a car? Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. It's a pun on death. Oh, is that yeah. real? Or is that just I, some I think so. Cause it. Well, because what is it otherwise? Why did the chicken cross the road? I always thought side. it was because the other it was, side is in. Is it? Is it? It's just the other side of the road. That's why I crossed it. I think it's just really yeah, that's, that's too old. That's I know. too old comedy for five hundred years ago. Like they love the plays on words back then. I don't actually know. It could be a recent <laughs> realization, but it's very convenient that it's exactly that as well, though. So I don't know. I reckon it's just a really simple way of finding out if someone's an idiot or not. Like when you ask the question, if they don't know the answer, then they're just not thinking. But see, even there, you, you, do you think the chicken 
is planning to go to the other side. It's just walking. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because it felt like it. It's not to get yeah, to the other side. No, it's it living in the road. moment. It's because the ground feels good under its foot or it's got a seed in its neck. It's got nothing to do yeah. with going to the other side. So actually oh. it's factually incorrect as well. Yeah, the only Jesus. way it makes sense is as a suicidal chicken. Right. Well, that's very dark. I'm okay with that, but it's very dark. Well, I know, I, it's just it's a shock. A lot of people don't know. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Well, keep we going. We digress. Okay. So um, okay, we have digressed into suicidal chickens. To get back on track, the alchemist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sh- short attention spans, which it seems like maybe – I'm starting to get what you were doing on Gogglebox, <laughs> just <laughs> taking something and just going off on 15 tangents. Um, but the to go back to that, so yes, it's a short book. Um, it's an inspiring book. Basically it's like, I mean, the story is not really almost relevant, but it's basically about a little boy who goes on a journey because he has a vision. Um, and he just meets a few people along the way, has some realizations about his life along the way. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of, it's a fable story. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very simple, very, and, and funnily enough, the first time you read it, you just, you see it as a bit of a fable. You're just like, Oh, that's just a really nice story. And God, you know, made me think about things, a few things, and then you kind of let it go. I find that I kept coming back to it. And every time I speak to people about the book, they're like, yeah, it's a book that when I reread, I always get something new from. I'm like, me too. I thought it was Mm. such a simple story, and it is, but that was it in the beginning. Every single time I read it, and I read it, I reckon, in the first time, I reckon, like mid-'90s, so 25 years I haven't oh. read it now for probably five years, but I used to read it every year just to get something out of it and see if there was something new. Like 20, 20 years of reading it and getting something new out of it was like, oh, this is like, this is like an, an alchemist. This is like a little piece of metal that's turning into gold. Like there's something, Mm. it changes all the time. Because I think as you grow, it stays the same, but it doesn't. It changes with you. How does it do that? Yeah, it's just, I guess, it's it's because it's so a fable, I think, um, it's open to so much. So it is where you draw out the things that, because it's not being specific about this thing or it's not being very, it's not being uh, lecturing or anything like that. It's just telling this story. So, and it's got all these elements involved. So yeah, I can see what you mean by that. And it's actually making me think I should reread it. Yeah, I haven't read. I, think, I, I read it once, like twenty years ago. I've never read it I'll again. I'll re- reread it. And let ago, me know yeah. what you think of it again, because yeah. I, th- th- you really do get certain parts of the story that weren't important to you that become mm. important to you as your life changes. You're like, oh, that that's saying something to me this time. Never did that part All of right. the book. Yeah. Can 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 you think of any example of that, or is that? what no. you felt, but it's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, it's hard to remember some of that specific. Yeah, no, I think actually I can. There was like parts of the story, you know, him being at home and then being told by a witch to leave home used to resonate a, not, a lot with me and then it wasn't so much the journey of him it was often where he got to at the end and mm. the end of the book, how, you know, what, what happens and why what he becomes was quite important to me. And then at different times the, through the 20 years of reading it, my importance of where I was in, in my life would look at the journey rather than where he'd come from or where he ended up. I'd look at parts of him doing the journey from mm. Spain to Egypt 
and take point oh I'd be like oh I never I never found this bit that as interesting as I do right now because that's kind of where I am in life you know um meeting someone like he does you know he meets a few people along the way just the the I guess the priorities of how I had them in the beginning um to how I had them going throughout reading them over 20 years I was like oh I'm I'm really resonating with what that person says to him never really resonated with me before so it, watching that that kind of story happen and how much it changes for me I don't know though if other books would do that maybe they would all do that they probably would I've just never read a book <laughs> that many times like I have with that one yeah because it, it has to mean something special for you to keep going back to it. But no, no I think because it, it's it, short. They don't. <laughs> no. a, a good, yeah. Oh, we've picked up on that. <laughs> I like that and, gr- and Grug. And- <laughs> my two favorite books. Oh, my God. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. But no, the the rereading it, I think re, not the last time I reread The Alchemist, I got, because um, I was always so offended funnily enough this is my favorite book but it did offend me when I was younger because when I first started reading that book I was of an age when you know you really think you know everything about everything and you have the answers and you talk in absolutes and so that book even though it opened my eyes to so much thinking and questioning the end of the book which I won't ruin for people who haven't read it but I was so angry can I say what the ending is? Yeah, yeah. This show's all about uh, ruining things. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Alchemist. Everyone should have read it by now. And, I, and again, yeah. you can read it. This is this is a, especially one you can ruin, and it doesn't okay. matter because Good. it's definitely not about the ending. The title says the Alchemist. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, the just the very end where it's it says, "Oh, it was all about God." 
And I was like, oh, because I was so anti-religion at the time. And I was like, I was so angry that this wonderful story had turned out to just be (laughs) another, you know, Seventh-day Adventist at my door. Mm. going, have you heard the It was actually Christianity all along. Yes, it was in just a, about mask. God. You know, yeah, it was like, oh, really? That's it? I was expecting so much more. And, you know. I love just, that that's the lesson. You, like, you, instead of being like, oh, maybe there's some something to the God stuff and there's good stuff to take from that, you're just like, nah. No. I was like, well, that's God means this as well. It. Now I hate everyone and yes. Spaniards especially. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's funny because the book was so good that I would keep reading it. And then I got to a point, you know, over time where the ending didn't offend me anymore. So I was like, oh, I like growing up and starting to think things and, you know, <laughs> widening, broadening my thinking. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, even the ending changes now for me. And I'm like, oh, that's how you interpret it though, isn't it? You know, if I talk to people about the ending and, oh, well, you don't, I don't talk in absolutes anymore. I don't think this is, you know, what it is, what it isn't, which I think it, people in their 20s are so incredibly good at. It's the one thing that we're so good at in our 20s is talking in absolutes. Yeah, you're going to – look, it's – why not? <laughs> you're in your 20s. Talk in absolutes. Enjoy it. Life will correct you. That's a, It really will. It will sit you on your ass. It really will. Mm. <laughs> I think the older people, I, I I imagine the older people that would have been around me in my 20s because I was just such a, this is what it is and I'll tell you how it is. They must have just been like their eyes would have almost fallen out of their heads the amount of times they would have rolled them back. They, they just were like, oh, here we go, another left fucking 20-year-old. It's just learned the, you know, lessons of life and those. I'm going to be a theatre actor. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be everything. They're like, you're going to be sitting on a couch drinking wine. And you're like, no, I'm not. Never. (laughs) You know, my mother always said, when I first told her that I had Gogglebox, I said, you are going to die when I tell you what job I've just gotten. And she's like, what? And I said, remember how you always said to me, you can't just sit on your ass and think that everything's just going to come to you. I'll be like, guess what? I'm going to sit on my ass and everything is just going to come to me <laughs> and I'm going to be on TV doing it. She was like, oh, my God, only you, only you could have that happen. I've got to be honest, that does go against basically the whole thing of the alchemist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the exact opposite. <laughs> it's just no journey, just sitting there and everything no. happens. Well, you know, that's a journey in itself. Sometimes I would get up off the couch, make some food and sit back down. Is that not a journey? I really thought you were going to say something more profound there. I know. <laughs> then you get oh. up and make snacks. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I – yeah, I think that is quite profound. Sometimes I'd change the snacks up. Just because you're saying it in a softer voice doesn't make it <laughs> profound all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, yeah, sometimes I would go and sit on the toilet and use it and yeah, uh, see, come back. Sometimes things just, would move me. Sometimes things would move. Look, I'm too polite to even say the <laughs> <laughs> – Well, that was – because, like, the thing is, like, well, firstly, that's true. I think in terms of a, a journey isn't necessarily a journey, although, mm-hmm. you know, that can teach you stuff about where you're going and the things you're doing and stuff. Um, like, did you – like, which makes it funny and actually – 
Here's a random one I'm just going to just realize for you. You mm-hmm. started off sitting on your couch. Your mom's like, don't sit on their couch. Go do something. Just like a prophecy saying, go find your riches somewhere. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go and try and get an actor thing. And then you mm-hmm. go and do all that. And then in the end, Come the treasure was on your couch all along. All along. It was always there. Actual story of The Alchemist. Yeah. When you think about it. Thinking about doing this podcast has got me thinking about um, the the similarities of the, the story of Santiago and me. What are they? And I'm like, oh, my God, I really have kind of gone back to where I didn't want to be or was told I shouldn't be and went on this massive journey of of a career, not just a career but so many other things and, real, you know, ended up being back where I was and, th- and realising that's okay just to be where you are and who you are rather than mm. doing the whole trying to change and, you know, but and, and learning so many things along the way and meeting so many people along the way that, you know, teach you things. So, but for me, the book, the book was really all about realising, funnily, chickens living mm-hmm. in the minute, in the moment, like really living in the moment. There was a part of the book where, one of the people he meets says to him something like, you know, you have to learn to live in the moment because if you make that good, the rest, the future is good. You can't think about the future. You have to just kind of make where you are right now really good. And about probably around the same time, maybe a couple of years after I'd first read The Alchemist, I got right into like Eckhart Tolle and those kind of um, self-help books where they were teaching you to be to live in the moment like the power of now and all of this kind of Mm. thing and that became a really big thing in my life um because it it gave me so much (laughs) excuse to stop worrying I didn't know how to get rid of anxiety that I had you know shame of things that I'd done or fear of things that I was going to do and those books really gave me the permission to not think about the future or the past. And I always felt like, oh, this is a really stupid thing to do, but it's so nice to just, oh, and I'm like, oh, if Eckhart Tolle says it, I'm not going to, you know. Turns out it was one of the best things that you can do is just live in the moment. So The Alchemist was the beginning of that, but I didn't really realise it how poignant it was or how important it was until, you know, kind of, thinking about the book again for this particular podcast, thinking, oh, wow, I really, there really was something so much in that um, because I think in the book there's chicken, like they talk about chickens. Do they? Or I don't goat. remember it that well. There was animals. Well, and I remember goat, the, I, think, but- I went and saw Eckhart Tolle um, speak when he came to Australia and apart from being the weirdest person I'd ever seen in my life, he wouldn't let anyone applaud. It was just the weirdest thing. What? Um, yeah, wouldn't – you can't give him thanks or gratitude or anything like that. He just, you know, he, so he had to walk. He wouldn't come out if there was a noise, like um, any kind of a gratitude noise. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so weird. And then what? when he was leaving, he was like, remember, don't clap. I don't want it any because he's German. So that's my German accent. Is he German? Mm. Oh, that Austrian. is. I did not know he was so – I didn't know that it was – that's hilarious. So he's weird. like – he's the book is – the power of now is 
it's deep. It goes hard. Like, as in, it's it's probably the most eye-opening for people to be like, whoa, this is – like, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right, whatever, but like, as in, it's, it's very much – Wow, that's some serious living in the moment. He's, yeah. he's proclaiming and it gets very mystical in the way he says it, which yes. is obviously just a way to pitch an actual idea which has a lot of truth to it. So do you do much meditation or anything like that? Yeah, I meditate every day. I right. learnt um, transcendental meditation in about 2009 um, with my boss at the time. I was a nanny and my boss, who is the editor-in-chief at Vogue, <laughs> she, okay. her and I wanted to, you know, get more centered about things in life. And she had a friend who used to be a movie producer who'd become a meditation coach. And so she said, you know, do you want to do this course with me? It's just one night a week. Um, And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do it. And I think she got nothing out of it. (laughs) I got everything out of it. And I've used it ever since, like ever since, because it was such a simple way of meditating. So I tried so many times to learn meditation and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get my head, my mind to, to do what was supposed to be done. And transcendental meditation is all about one mantra. It's just one word and it's just in your head. And I just found that that worked for me. It just worked. I could do it anywhere, anytime, and I still find it's my go-to. Right. Um, how, many, how, that, many, how long do you do a day? I maybe – 10 minutes. I'm supposed to do 20 minutes twice a day, but to be honest, I only do about 10 minutes every night. And it's mm. it's the only thing really that gets me to sleep. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's a, it, yeah, it's just exp- – I've looked at it. Transcendental, the, the only problem is it's so bloody expensive compared to everything else. So, it makes that's it- why I didn't realise how much it was because um, I was invi- invited along. Um, and then when I started getting trying to get people into it, they'd be like, oh, my God, I can't afford that. I'm like, how much is it? And I'd look and I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. I could teach you how to do it. <laughs> my friends, my other friend who had done it said, do not ever do that. Don't ever think that you can teach that kind of thing. I'm like, it's just a word. She goes, no, everyone gets a different word. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, but that yeah, makes sense. I'm, always, I'm suspicious of that part of it. That just sounds like a... I don't know. The, the Everyone gets a word thing. I don't know about that. But yeah. the idea is literally you just repeat the word over and over in your head Yes, and breathe. And that's yes. it. But it wasn't, and yeah, it wasn't until the last day, like the last um, time we went, when it wasn't just us sitting there and her going, we're just meditating. Pretty much your entire hour away is just sitting there with her doing the exact same thing, which is closing your eyes and meditating. And then at the hmm. end she'd say, do you have any questions? And every time you'd ask her a question, she'd repeat the same answer. Just take it back to your mantra. And I'm like, and then the very last um very last class, <laughs> finally she started to tell us about the signs behind it and, you know, how it was working. And I was like, oh, so this this I could have used in the beginning. That's hilarious. But it obviously was taught in a certain way. Yeah. So you Prime get you the answers then. at the end. I was just in see, everything happens for a reason and it did, I guess. Yeah. It, it just something worked for me really, really well with that. So, yeah. It, it went well with the book. It went well with that kind of philosophy in life of living in the moment. And there is nothing better to live in the moment than meditation. Hmm. Were you um? So uh, were you back then? Like, was it a bit of hard times, or was it 
kind of whatever. You just well, got when I've read along. that or when... Yeah, and when you started going to the meditation stuff as well, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it a tough time, I guess? Yeah, though they, they were during my years of working a job that I didn't want to be in, constantly trying to get into a career that I couldn't get into. So, mm. you know, yeah, really hard. It's a lot like, of self-doubt and hating yeah. and... Yeah. Powerlessness in a lot of ways. A lot of, yeah, and a lot of partying and a lot of, you know, um, (laughs) doing all the things that young people do or you do trying to find your way through life and, you know, Mm. at the same time trying to be really calm (laughs) and smart (laughs) (laughs) and make good decisions and you just, I'm not making good decisions. So that always, always, like I said about the, um, Eckhart Tolle stuff that was that was one of the best things that was given to me was the don't think about the future or the past because they don't exist and and that took me a while to really get that in well they do exist but then realizing they don't they once did and they once will but they don't right now so once I got that I was like oh I could use this to my advantage in my lazy like just not lazy just kind of that I don't want to think about things because they start to stress me out in about 2011 I got uh, shingles very old people's disease yeah weird for a young person to get it but it caused um an autoimmune disease to to take over in my body called Addison's disease which is low cortisol so I was basically had no um, stress hormone left and that was, would say, it actually started, um, it sent me to become a bit of a narcolept where I, if I worried about anything, I would just fall asleep really, really quickly. Um, and that changed my whole life. I had to quit my job because I couldn't work. I couldn't stop sleeping. I had to, I got chronic fatigue syndrome for it, but um, All right. I had to move, I had to go and stay in a friend's caravan because I couldn't afford to pay my rent because I wasn't working. And then I changed my whole career. Um, in that sense, I had to take jobs where I could do it, where um, I could <laughs> also fall asleep when I needed to, which is a really hard job to find. But I did find one, <laughs> which ended it's... up took, taking me to Gogglebox, which is really weird. But What I was the up, job? The job was living as a living carer for a man with a disability who needed um, medication twice a day and to be fed six times a day and to have his um, blood checked probably 12 times a day. So I found living with him, being there, I could do all of those things and sleep in between, like hmm. fall asleep for an hour, have an alarm, wake it, wake me up, make him some food, give him his insulin um, or check his bloods and go back to sleep again, you know, because he was self-sufficient every other way. Wow, so that's a – yeah. So, hmm. so did you like – um, recover then, obviously, from yeah, like was years. it Jawa with him? Yeah, or? yeah, it took years and years um, of endocrinologists and things like that, and then and then going Eastern medicines, um, you know, kind of having a bit of a team of East and West, you know, working for me together 
you know, take ended up with an integrated doctor, so someone that does East and Western medicine at the same time. Um, and that's when it really started to. But funnily enough, the Alchemist and the um, Eckhart Tolle books really, really helped because there was this um, reoccurring thing they kept saying you ha- have because you have Addison's disease, which is the loss of cortisol, which means your stress hormone is so depleted, you have to learn how to calm yourself. You have to learn how to not worry. And both of those books were very instrumental without even knowing that that was what was to come. I already had the foundations of these two books there, which I just had to go back and reference again. So incredible that they worked. Wow. Yeah. That's and so- that's why I still look at The Alchemist as like, wow, it's still there's still things coming out of this book that keep changing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got to be honest, that's a, some pretty intense uh, – closeness with that and with yeah. that whole idea because yeah because obviously all spiritual things really do come back to that idea of uh being in the moment and letting yeah. go of all that stuff so yeah. but you've had such a real lived in experience, lived in of, experience the need for of that. It. yes that's right and i've spoken to not many people about that kind of thing it was such a difficult period of my life um and funnily enough not funnily enough but um it makes a lot of sense i lost a lot of memories from that time like I can't remember I don't have timelines because I was asleep so much of the time and the rest of the time when I was awake I was just kind of not really there it took you know I had friends would say to me after that period you know I've never seen you like that I've never ever seen you so spaced out like just not not really with it and it was everything I could do just to stay in the moment, um, it was the only place I could feel comfortable was to stay just in the moment, not worry about anything else, but what I had to do right, right then, right now. Yeah, yeah. So, How many yeah, years was this? That was, I think, five years or four years. Oh, damn. Four years of hardcore. Um, no, two years of hardcore and then two more years of maybe half of that intensity and then it started to get better and better and better. So it really and was like where you came out of that and you basically got this lucky yeah. gig, this lucky break, I guess, for Gogglebox yeah. and stuff. It was almost straight after that. Yeah. Well, I was living um, with Tom and doing that gig when my friend rang and said, I think this is going to be something that you can do from home. And I was oh, like, Oh, okay. You know so what? it was actually like. Yeah. So when that, you were saying that it was, was a good opportunity for you, it was it really was. It oh, was something wow. that I literally okay. could do from home, not have to get up and go to a job that I yeah. knew I wasn't going to do. I was going to because every time I tried to work, I would let people down and I'd look like a flake. And I wasn't. I was like, I don't know how because people, when you have an autoimmune disease of so many different kinds, but especially that one in particular, people just thought I was fat and lazy. You know, mm. she that it was, and I would have thought well, the same thing. <laughs> like, I know, I, I'm hoping it's okay to joke about it now, but the <laughs> idea of just being at work and someone just falls asleep, you'd be like, "What the? F- yeah. What is this well, chick th- doing?" Like, so I had some jobs that were okay. They would allow me to go and have um, more than a lunch break, where I would be able to go and lie down in um, another room or something, and just because I'd fall asleep so quickly, and mm. it would be like that power nap it would give me 
energy to wake up again and, and get going, but then have to fall asleep again. Like I was sleeping at the worst, I was sleeping 18 hours in a 24-hour period. And it was like, it's just a waste of, Mm. you know, to have a sickness like that, that is very invisible as well. You look normal. The disability is not in any way um, obvious. You just just sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You just look really lazy. sleeping. Yeah, it looks so lazy. Like, as in, it's so unfair. Because if you're not so, looking at it, because you can still eat and stuff. So you're probably like sitting be, there, everyone's like, t- yeah, can still do it. People all be the judging things. you. They're like, oh, yeah. look at her. Yeah. And then you yeah. could have bouts of oh, energy. And people are like, you're fine. And you're like, no, I'm just fine for an hour. Like, this is amazing. And you get really excited. And then you try to do more things. And then that would actually make you regret. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that would that would make it worse. So you, then you had to start figuring that out as well. <sighs> there was this whole thing, you know, figuring out the whole mathematics of it, of how long have I got, you know, if if I've got a bit of energy to be excited, you know, going for a really big walk felt so amazing. But knowing, realising after a while what that was going to do, and it was the only time that exercise with um, chronic fatigue and Addison's is the only time exercise does, it actually makes it worse. So that was a hard one to convince people because I already didn't like exercising <laughs> and people are like, oh, you've just found a loophole to get out of it. I'm like, I know, but I haven't. Oh, that's so, so very, rough. That just very, looks so... <laughs> You're just sleeping and you're like, no, I can't exercise because of my disease. It's like, it just makes it worse. You're just sleeping all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You'd need so many doctor certificates to convince people. (laughs) I know. I ended up on a disability support thing and a carer's pension all at the same time. It was such a weird, that also took a lot of stress away as well. Just knowing that you know, I didn't have to worry about bills because living with him also, I didn't have to pay rent. The rent was in lieu of looking after him. So it was this All right. really great situation and it worked so well. I ended up staying with him for eight years. Way after I got better, um, I just really enjoyed his company and the whole Oh, so you situation. guys got along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got along really okay, well. Right. I mean, this, at the time I think when I met him, he was a 30-year-old Down syndrome um, man who loved to go out to the pub for dinner and he would last about an hour because he'd get so bored. So it was perfect for me because I couldn't stay out for more than an hour before I'd need to go home to go to bed. So we were like, oh, we're a perfect little couple here. All right, okay. Um, and that's when oh, so I he was up, young as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. So I think he turns 40 next year, which is very weird. I can't, I can't believe he's having his 40th after being knowing him at his 30th when I first met him but yeah that's how we ended up with Angie in the house so I convinced Angie had moved to Melbourne from Queensland and she was struggling with Sydney Sydney is a bitch of a city to live in um, especially if you're not rich and you don't have a full-time job so I said to her come and you know we've got another room like the whole house was the model was two people doing this job so you didn't have to do all of the lion's share, which is what I was doing until we filled this other room. Um, and Angie came and started living with us. The three of us, we really were the three amigos. We would do everything together and just um, we started fostering dogs at the time. We would have up to eight dogs in our house. It was crazy because Tom loved dogs and we loved dogs. So we, we had this amazing 
um, house. And then Gogglebox came along and we actually thought Tom would be on the couch with us when we started. But the production didn't want him. They were like, no, we don't want to be that show with a disability, you know. They were already kind of, I guess, starting on the back foot, you know, critics had already reviewed this show before they'd even seen it saying this is the most ridiculous concept ever like people watching tv and you know us watching them watch it like how ridiculous this is not going to work that the ep said oh we don't want to have um someone with a disability on the show because they'll be the you know the critics will be like oh look at them trying to get you know that (laughs) score points yeah score points exactly so Tom was always in his room when we'd be filming and it was hilarious because he'd come out with his iPad and he'd be filming us with his iPad going, action, and then we'd go, Tom, go to your, go back to your room, stop making so much noise. So he'd go back to his room and be watching the footy or something really boring like that and sometimes we'd hear him, yeah, and, and the producer in the other room would be like Tom you got to be quiet we can hear it all <laughs> on the audio um so yeah it was it was a very very funny time and everything just fit really everything really just well. fell into it actually yeah. linked together well that's like that's really nice yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that that and that's that's quite a journey you did go on so I think it you was, can yeah. claim a journey <laughs> not just to the kitchen and it was funny because when Angie went in to be the Bachelorette after um, I'm a Celebrity, the one thing I gave, I thought, I don't know what to to give her. Um, I want to give her something, um, a, a note, you know, something written and say, you know, you're going to be amazing and just because when you're in those kind of shows, you're not allowed to have any contact with the outside world. So we were going to go 12 weeks without speaking to each other after speaking to each other every single day of our lives that we'd known each other. So I gave her The Alchemist. I gave her my copy of The Alchemist oh. and said, read this, make sure you read it on in your downtime because it will help you get through this experience. So oh. it's, it's still, spreading, you're spreading it to other people. It's still yeah. gone. You're gonna, still going. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're going to have to, that's, that's beautiful. I, I, I'm really enjoyed uh, hearing that. It's glad to hear it's connecting as well, but I guess we're going to have to, uh, Call it there on that lovely yes. note. We could talk um, forever. Sorry, <laughs> I could no, talk no, it's, forever. Well, yeah, you kind of had to jump out of it. So, <laughs> but no, that's really sweet. That's a really nice story you got there. So, um, I usually I ask at the end of the show, what kind of did you feel like you've gotten new connections with the book? But it sounds like that's kind of been what the show's been about this time. <laughs> you realized yeah. it already. Yeah, and I'm, I honestly believe it, it, that book will continue with me for the rest of my life. And keep presenting new things. No, no, it's beautiful. So, I, I hope it does as well. But yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a, a real delight, honestly. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for having me. That was a lot of fun. No worries. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to sanspantsplus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you can have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's sanspantsplus.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.